Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello, everybody. Good evening, good morning, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Hello and welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Olson. With me today, we have Danny Oakstead. Hey, what's up? And also, Matt, you are the host. We're just co-hosts. And the other host that we have to this podcast is Janky Boggle, JB. Hey, what's up? This is episode 35. Thank you for joining us again through our journeys of trying to be a very good news podcast for y'all. So I say from there, let's get on into it. Let's do it. So what's on the plate today, Matt? On the plate today, we are always going to be talking about event results, upcoming events, then jump into the meat and potatoes, the news. Then we'll move from there to the weekly finance updates and close off with deck of the week. Sounds good. We're going to talk about an upcoming event, which got announced this week. The second round of Red Bull Untapped is happening. Red Bull Untapped 2020, going from May 16th to November 1st. Red Bull Untapped begins with a series of qualifiers for Magic the Gathering Arena. This is off of their uh, RedBull.com slash untapped slash online series online qualifiers. Uh, some of these uh, some of these opens are open to any player, while others are restricted to players from a specific country or region in each qualifier you'll be competing for your share of the total prize each time mentioned in the event information the online qualifier for arena is a best of three standard swiss that'll last one or two days depending on the event and the overall tournament information of it is the prize pools for the top eight uh the host tournament center that they're using is melee.gg Starting hours and last check-in hours will be communicated on Melee.gg. All participants are encouraged to stream their game on Twitch with the official hashtag, hashtag RedBullUntapped2020. So with that, a lot of the prize pools are 5K. It's not bad for, uh, was it cheap or was it free? Free to Mm -hmm. enter. Yeah. There's no restrictions on how many that how many that you can qualify for. Uh, when I was talking about the uh, restrictions for players of specific regions, that is for Germany and Spain. They're the ones that have their own thing, but we're from North America. I'm pretty sure our our base is not in Spain or Germany. So we'll still post links in the description below if you are from Spain or Germany, so that way you can see. But a free event to enter and a pretty sizable prize pool you just keep entering in and then the finals uh all uh, for the whole 16 weeks from the from may to november the 16 finalists will be invited to compete for a combined prize total of seventy five thousand dollars and then you'll also get a chance to secure a spot on one of watsi's most prestigious magic the gathering events in 2020 it hasn't been announced it says tune in to find out so you get a for taking it all, you get a part of the seventy-five thousand dollar prize purse and an invitation to Magic's most prestigious event in twenty twenty-one. Now closing out the events, we are going to jump into the meat and potatoes, the news. Starting off with no email this week. I checked. We're good. 
No email this week. That's good, man. It's good. Finally so we're getting on top of your hostly duties. We're going to jump into Blogatog of the Week. That we are. For this week's Blogatog of the Week, we have a question from John Paul Cardenas asking, having just read today's article, it is prudent to be to just be straightforward and ask, is the rumor that companions are in M21 true? Mechanic is contagious that I think making us wait three months to announce it is going to extremely upset people. While ripping the band-aid off now is, in my opinion, the best way forward. Mark's reply, companions are an Ikoria thing. So this solidifies it for everybody that's worried that companions are going to be a thing in the future. It's a one and done staying in Ikoria. Good. Better. Yeah, because, I don't know, the, the companion decks are going to be kind of, aren't they already running meta in standard right now? Taking over everything in every format? Oh, yeah, basically. But They're doing a very good job of that. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the events had, like, 60-plus percent of the decks had companions in them, in the top eights. Well, yeah, you get a free card. Why wouldn't you? Here's a, oh hey, here's an extra card. Do you want it or not? Yeah, you like, get to play with Oko's love children. But again, you, you're restricted to what that companion's requirements are. Like if you can break the requirements, good on you. But I don't know. As long as they're not like completely broken, I don't see a problem with them. Thing I don't play standard. And I haven't dabbled with the companion or even figured out a deck to. Com- dabble into it so i don't know that's just me i've been trying to make one of them work but yeah I don't know. Uh, they're a double-edged sword so what's next on the list guys from blog tag we're gonna dive into the news here jb take us away all right so it looks like first up scg is gonna host an exclusive icoria pre-release party so, in-store pre-release events for Ikoria may have been canceled, but you can still enjoy the excitement of one with Star City Games' exclusive Ikoria Lair of the Behemoth pre-release party. So, it's going to be happening on Saturday, May 9th. You can watch live with a variety of your fan-favorite magic creators and wizard staff. So, nice. it looks like we've got Jeremy Knoll, Justin Parnell, Stephen Green, Jonathan Suarez, Emma Handy, Olivia Gobert Hicks, Blake Rasmussen, and Gavin Verhey. And it looks like it's going to be on starting at noon on Saturday the 9th at, on Twitch. Eastern time, mind you. Noon Eastern time. Oh, yep. at 9 a.m. Pacific. Yep. So it'll be 11 here. Yeah, 11 here for yep. when. Uh, in the mid for those in the Midwest that are curious, that'll be at twitch.tv slash Star City Games. It's a good lineup. Yeah, it should be a fun fun something to watch. Better than watching old reruns. Depends yeah. on what still what uh show you're looking at watching. Well, like Twitch has been running a lot of old um magic event reruns and stuff. Oh, okay. I see that. That would, that's understandable. Next on the docket, we have DreamHack announcing that they have made the decision to postpone DreamHack Summer, DreamHack 
Dallas, DreamHack Montreal until 2021. DreamHack Valesina has been postponed till October of this year. Uh, so with the postponement of the DreamHack festivals, DreamHack and Wizard are exploring new opportunities to continue bringing the high-level magic to the community and hope to be able to share more information soon. DreamHack is this big online or this big gathering of online games ranging from Counter-Strike Global Offense, uh, StarCraft, League of Legends, and also Magic Arena. So it was a gathering, play all those video games online, big event. They're now getting postponed until later. Uh, for those Valencia. Uh, Valencia. Valencia. Look at me with words. Valencia, which was scheduled for July 3rd through the 5th, will now take place October 8th through 12th. And the rest, they have not announced yet. Uh, DreamHack Dallas, DreamHack Summer, Montreal, just sometime in 2021. The remaining festivals for the rest of 2020 are currently on schedule, though, and those are DreamHack Rotterdam, Hyderabad, Atlanta, Winter, and Madrid. <laughs> Which I again, uh, Matt? Those names. Well, Matt, just don't ever go over to Europe. You'll be fine. Yeah, oof, I'd be ru- I'd be rough trying to speak anything like that. You'll be fine. But that's the dream hack news that we have. From there, we have some openings happening. Yes, sir. As of the first, this is posted on Channel Fireball. Channel Fireball to resume shipping. Um, due to the coronavirus, they had. I guess stopped shipping orders. Um, they do have orders that are already been placed. Um, or back orders, therefore, um, they should be shipping as soon as three days ago. Um, they're still on schedule to have the Ikoria and M twenty pre orders. Um, or the C twenties, um, pre orders released on May fifteenth. So, start expecting deliveries in the next couple weeks. Because I know I'm waiting for a couple cards from Card Kingdom because they're shut down because of the coronavirus. TCG players have been shipping out stills, but that all depends on where they're coming from. Yeah, TCG's only been shipping from uh, actual game stores that use TCG. Yep. Correct. Not TCG Player Direct. Yep. I don't know. This coronavirus can go away. Like, now. I know, right? It's really screwing up my vibe. Up next, we have some big arena news. Yes, we do. Looks like Historic Anthology 3 is going to be coming to Arena on May 21st. Uh, so far, it's going well, to be bringing 27 cards. So far, there's only two of them that have been spoiled so far for it. You got Phyrexian Obliterator for four black. You get a 5-5 creature. Horror. It's got Trample. Whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Obliterator, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. So that's going to be a spicy little brew. And then, the other one, you get Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Because who doesn't love Eldrazi? (laughs) So for for 10 generic, you get a 10-10 legendary Eldrazi creature with Indestructible. And when you cast this spell, you exile two target permanents. And whenever Ulamog attacks, defending player exiles the top 20 cards of their library yeah so that's gonna be fun stuff especially with all the ramp decks that we've got out on arena nothing like ramping out an ulamog 
yeah, those are going to those are going to slide in there pretty nice. Frexian Obliterator is going to be making mono black devotion decks. Oh yeah. So then it looks like the uh, cost is going to be the same for these. Um, it's either four thousand gems or twenty five thousand gold. And you get four copies of each card, so not terrible. And for the first time with this as well, th- uh, the historic anthology will have their own preview day on May eighth. All cards from the set will be previewed just like with any new set having previews spread on social media throughout the day. Heck yeah. It's interesting that they're taking this, uh, this direction with an online release of cards going out and having content creators talk about the cards that are getting released on historic. So then also it sounds like they're talking about cube drafts. So it's going to be kind of like when they ran the, the sealed cube on arena, um, you're going to be drafting with players though with a new cube pool and it looks like everybody's going to get a free entry similar to when they debuted the player drafts with Ikoria, but all the cube drafts are going to be phantom drafts. Doesn't look like they've announced an entry fee yet, uh, but it looks like there's going to be more updates with that coming out on May 19th with the state of the game. Good old state of the game coming out. I'm excited for that because then we're going to get more information on some of these other things that were mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Couple master sets, Amonkhet and Pioneer Masters. Yeah, that should be fun. So, is, but is Pioneer going to take over for Historic? Then sounds like it's unknown at the moment right now. Anyway, what's up next? Well, it looks like after the May update, the ranked Historic queues are going to come back and no, ooh, and no longer rotate. Nice. Yes. Very- Permanent ranked Historic queues. I like it. They're really going in on Historic here. And then it looks like Jumpstart is also going to be legal and Historic when it hits Arena. So Jumpstart will be coming out online the same time as Paper Release then? I'm guessing so. They They didn't allude to any sort of splits with it. Right. Moving on. Okay, so next up we have some special events coming up on Arena for Ikoria. First one is the Mountains of Mana, running May 9th through the 11th. Uh, formats are going to be similar to previous events. It's standard constructed, and you get a free treasure token every turn, which is one of my favorite events. I love these events. Let you expand on your mana a little faster. Who doesn't love that? Bigger spells, sooner in turns. Free mana. Free mana. What's better? We know how that turns out. Free spells. Broken. Yeah. Banned. <laughs> Next is a Battle Royale event. Uh, also coming out on Arena. It says, Cast forth the raw power of Aquarius Beast with a monstrously sized deck. It is an omniscient style event where the, decks, where the decks will be provided to the players and all spells will be free, mostly focusing on giant monsters with a focus on Aquaria. That's sweet. Heck yeah, I love Om- Omniscient Styles. And then the final one is Clever Reflection. Oh, did we say the date for the Battle Royale? Battle Royale, Battle Royale is May 16th through the 18th. And then the Clever Reflection is the 22nd through the 25th. That is an artisan-style event. Historic. Artisan Historic style. artisan. Ooh, heck yeah. That comes to Arena after the release of Historic Analogy 3. All the events will be 
500 or 500 gems or 2500 gold and also awards of showcase style alternative arts of Ikoya cards as prizes Boom. so no packs but you get the alternative arts yay more useless cosmetics <laughs> hey they're foils they're not foils everyone likes foils everyone loves foils it's it's cosmetics uh, are not foils it's arena's version of foil because it'd be weird to see an actual foil no it'd be arena. cool it would be cool but i mean it just they do know. it on mtgo yeah are you telling me the foils on mtgo look okay it's just a little rainbow over it yeah so it's not really much of anything well, have you seen the interface for MTGO? Okay, there's really not much of anything there. <laughs> no, I've seen it a few times. Straight out of 95. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Next, we have Hasbro's quarter one earnings for 2020 so far. This information was posted April 29th. We are reading the highlights from Hipsters of the Coast here. They revealed Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner revealed on the 29th that Magic the Gathering revenues increased significantly in the first quarter despite the impact of COVID-19. The first quarter was Magic Arena's strongest period since launch. I wonder why. Pre-orders for Aquaria Lair Behemoth's Magic's newest set were the strongest ever for a new set on Magic Arena. And then seeing the high level of engagement on Arena, there's a 2.1 billion games were played and an average weekly usage it was increased up to nine hours per week per user. Oof. It's a lot of time on Arena. Well, it's not like anybody's got anything else to do. Very true. Uh, those increases in digital magic were shared with the tabletop with tabletop magic as well in a substantial way, thanks to Theros Beyond Death in January. They saw an overall increase of engagement and satisfaction because of that and then pretty much at the end of that goldner ceo goldner was confirming that magic arena is still scheduled to come to mac os and mobile in 2020 uh at the end of this they said hasbro warned that the first quarter revenues were strong it was only partially affected by the spread of COVID 19 the company believes the second quarter will feel a much stronger but ultimately unpredictable negative impact from the current pandemic which makes sense because a lot of the events in the second quarter canceled with uh, Star City Games, Channel Fireball, Pro Tours. That's definitely going to uh, hit them in their pocketbooks a little more. Then from there, we move to the next topic. Next up, we're going to be talking about some suspensions here. So our in-store play is now being suspended until January for or not January. The other J, June, June. What about July? So in store, in store suspension is now being extended to June first. So as much as you guys were all hoping and exciting, excited to hear that everything's opening back up again. Well, guess what? We still can't play yet. Local game stores where Magic's played. Still temporarily closed due to COVID pandemic for the safety of Magic community and to comply with social distancing standards. Well, today Wizards announced that it's extending the suspension of in-store events for retailers and WPN to June 1st. And this includes all Ikoria Lair Behemoth events except for at-home pre-release. 
Wizards canceled existing scheduled MTG events and they removed event scheduling from Wizards Event Reporter. And for the continued safety of the Magic community, the current suspension of in-store play has been extended until at least June 1st. Watsi stated in the WPN website, We will continue to monitor the situation, make any further adjustments to in-store play, accounting for regional variants as appropriate. Yep. I don't, I don't like that they threw out at least June 1st. Makes sense, though. You know. I know, they gotta cover their butts, but you know, just... I'm itching, okay? I'm I'm itching hardcore, and having to keep waiting really sucks. I mean, I get it, but it sucks. Remember out there, you can play Paper Magic through things like Discord and Skype still, if you have a webcam. If you need an itch scratched, there are ways, but nothing still beats going exactly. through your LGS and it's getting not the same. <laughs> it's a small scratch. It's like smacking a mosquito bite instead of itching it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Just hit it hard, and then it'll stay away for a couple hours. And then it comes right back. And you're like, oh, crap. Now I gotta do it again. And again. And again. And so you just break down and buy $400 of equipment and now have a studio that you can just play in. And then you might as well just become a, a Twitch streamer at that point. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Magic Online announcements. April 28th. Magic Online has announcements that they do every week on updates on everything uh, for Magic Online. As always, Magic Super Qualifiers are still a thing. If you sign up, and if your LGS has an affiliate code with Channel Fireball, make sure to enter that because your LGS will be getting 10% of the pro or 10% of that entry. All right, so looks like we've got Invasion Block Encore Draft. Started April 29th, it goes through May 6th. Players can draft Invasion Block, and at this time, we have to make up for the fact that it was rescheduled at effectively the last minute. So you know what they did? Instead of making a flashback, they made it an encore, so now you get to keep the cards. Lucky. Exactly. So in addition to the standard entry options of 10 event tickets or 100 play points, you can also enter this event with two event tickets plus any combination of two boosters from Invasion, Plane Shift, or Apocalypse. Nice. So <laughs> Magic Arena or Magic Online, their next downtime is May 27th, beginning at 9 a.m. and continuing until noon. All times listed are Pacific time. So if you want to get gaming in before then, do it real quick. Otherwise, you'll wait until noon. Pacific time on the 27th to get on online and play. So just remember, 27th, 9 till noon, Pacific time. Can't play. That's it. Set your watches. And your phones. Calendars. Everything. Google alarm. We'll do that. A couple build notes to close off this MTGO update. They resolved several issues with companions and split card compatibilities. Companions and commanders now collaborate correctly. Players in Brawl and 1v1 commander can now watch replays correctly. Then finally, they added blue text to the Mythos cycle to indicate when their cast modifiers have been met. And from there, then we will jump into the finance section. As always, the finance section is brought to you by mtgstocks.com. An amazing 
magic finance website where it has the whole collection of magic and the price history of whatever cards you're looking at in all of magic history showing you a nice little graph right next to it showing the flux uh, the the peaks the valleys the all-time high the all-time low the values of the different printings foils and shows you at the bottom as well like recent decks that have been using the cards mtg stocks has this amazing article that they come out with once a week called weekly winners from there they have three to four cards that have seen significant price increases since for the last week and they have a little description talking about it and then they also in this article have some really cheap pickups that cards that are going down in price and i feel it's i feel it's pretty uh fit for you danny to take this first one because you just you just picked up one didn't you I did not. Oh, wasn't this one? No, no, it was the other one, wasn't it? Chromox was not within the packages I picked up. I picked up the good old Mox Diamond. But anyways, this card's a little cheaper than Mox Diamond. Uh, Chrome Mox, it is now sitting at 900 or not 900 just <laughs> $99.99. It's up 17.68%. It was sitting at just over $56.00. It is a zero-cost artifact imprint when Mox, Chrome Mox comes into play. You remove a non-artifact, non-land card in your hand from the game. Remove card is imprinted on this artifact and tap. Add one man of any of the imprinted card's colors to your mana pool. It's, I don't know, it's a free mana, but you have to sacrifice the card, so I don't know. It's kind of a waste for me. Um... So Chrome Mox has spiked this week and jumped to an all-time high record. Currently, the card is very low supply or sold out in many of the big online stores. So if you see one, pick it up. Um, also, the market price with Chrome Mox has been going up steadily as well. It's really just a uh, EDH or Legacy staple in most decks, just like Mox Diamond or Soul Ring. But yeah, Matt, next card is your, your bread and butter. You betcha. This card that is number two on the weekly winners is Wheel of Fortune. This card has jumped up to $187.44, a 42% increase from earlier. This is pretty much because of the new Commander 20 stuff and a couple things from in Ikoria. Uh One of the big ones is Rael the Everwise. But before I go into reading Rael, let me read what Wheel, Wheel of Fortune does. Wheel of Fortune is a red two sorcery. All players discard their hands and then draw seven cards. This is the whenever or the short term for when wheels happen. It's from this card. But yes, the card that's uh, one of the cards that's making this go up in price is Rael the Everwise, which is a new card from Ikoria. It is red blue one, legendary human wizard. Rael the Everwise gets plus one plus zero oh for each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard whenever you discard one or more cards for the first time each turn draw that many cards it's an 03 and not only that one of the other cards that's helping this go up in price is zixris the withering storm it is red blue green two for a three five legendary snake leviathan with flying whenever an opponent draws a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps create a one one green snake creature token Whenever Zixtries, 
The Rithering Storm deals combat damage to a player. You and that player each draw that many cards. So with Wheeling, you're making a bunch of tokens have, uh, using Wheel of Fortune and having those out. But it's a big EDH powerhouse card, and it's moving up in price. This is the fourth edition printing of it because it got printed in alpha and beta, and those are just ridiculously expensive as well. Like alpha version is almost twenty five hundred dollars, and beta is just under thirteen. You get Judge Promo for six fifty, unlimited edition for three twelve. That's a high roller card for yep. sure. Whale, as JB would say. Oh yeah, definitely whale fodder. <laughs> Last card on the weekly winners is Mystery Rainforest. This is a fetch land that has jumped up 6%, sitting at $94.99. Mystery Rainforest is a land that has tap, pay a life, sacrifice Mystery Rainforest, search your library for a forest or island card, and put it on the battlefield. Then shuffle your library. Ugh. This one, they, this one's just a boring answer. It's like, it's a very playable fetch land in modern format because green white decks are just rampant. You have you have the Bant Snow decks, and there are also the Bant Urza decks, Snowblade running them as well. Any green blue deck, and it's just moving up in price. It's one of the most expensive expensive fetch lands now. This actually is more expensive than Steam Vent or uh, Scalding Tarn. Scalding Tarn was the most expensive one for a while. Maybe now you should just buy the secret lair. <laughs> no, don't don't misread our listeners, please. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the two cards, Mystery Force and Scalding Tarn, are what, half the price of the secret lair? They're also half the secret lair. Two-thirds, or two-fifths. Not quite half. They're pretty darn close. Yeah, I don't know. What about those cheap pickups? What do you have, JB? Okay, so starting off our cheap pickups. We have Gideon Blackblade sitting at $5.50. Record low, market price slightly up. So this is another one to look at uh, buying in now if you want to try to flip it. So for one and white, white, you get a legendary Gideon Planeswalker. And as long as it's your turn, Gideon Blackblade is a 4-4 human soldier creature with indestructible that's still a planeswalker you prevent all damage that would be dealt to Gideon Blackblade during your turn so he's got a plus one that says up to one other target creature you control gains your choice of vigilance lifelink or indestructible until end of turn and he's got a neg six where you exile target non-land permanent and he starts with four loyalty he's a pretty solid card now that he's this low I might pick up some so next up, we have Elspeth, Knight Errant, sitting at $11.99, record low and going down. So, Elspeth, Knight Errant, costs two, and a white and a white. You get an Elspeth Planeswalker. She has a plus one, and it says you put a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token onto the, into play. She's got another plus one. Target creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn. And then... Looks like it's got a neg X for the rest of the game. Artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and lands you control are indestructible. It's a neg eight. Eight. Okay. Sorry. My screen's blurry. Yeah, neg X for the rest of the game. Where's the X come in? I'm like, this is terrible. That is just stupid. 
I suppose if it's Negex, uh, for the rest of the game, X artifacts, creatures, enchantments, yeah. or lands are indestructible. Makes sense. My contacts are fucking up my screen. It, <laughs> it looked like an X, okay? No, but my yeah. bad. <laughs> no, I, I'm looking at two, but it's it's an eight. And then as, and then as I finish the sentence, I'm like, no, that X doesn't make sense in this. Like, no, it does not. No, it does not. Busted. Yup. Okay, so last but not least, we have Eureka the Tiger's Shadow. Sitting at $5.18, record low and going down. Eureka the Tiger's Shadow is a generic blue and a black. Okay, so you get a legendary human ninja with commander ninjutsu for blue and a black. And ninjutsu works where you can return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand or the command zone tapped and attacking. So this one's just modified ninjutsu. You can pull it from the command zone too. And whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a player, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Well, that seems like a pretty spicy little card. So just build a commander deck with her with nothing but big stoppers for high mana. So you're just dropping and attacking with this guy, dealing one, and then, oh, hey, hey I got a 10-10 in my hand. Cost 12. Uh, you take 12. That's stupid. Hmm. That's right. And again, you're also blue-black. There's not many high costs for those colors. No. There are really. so many high costs for those. Well, I suppose you, you got it. Expropriate in Commander. You also have Omniscience, Enter the Infinite. Or if True. you're going to be going in colors, you got all the Eldrazi that you can hit. Well, I suppose, yeah. And Forget then you got big fly, flying sphinxes. But then there's also like other ninjas like the... Yeah, there's some there's some high drop ninjas. Hmm. Fallen Shinobi's still pretty good to hit because that's five drop. This just shows you the knowledge I have. that's a solid card. This just shows you the knowledge I have in blue and black. They're not my <laughs> colors. I, yeah. I, I, be fa- I beat face with... Big beefy green, red, white guys, not blue, black. But I do, I do run on um omniscience or on science. So in my five color angel deck, and that is our weekly finance update. As always, if you're looking to fo- to find any cards at a cheaper price, you might want to go check out TCG Sniper. They're an amazing tool for you to be using. What they are is this site where you plug in a TCG player link of a card into their site. You set a desired price on the TCG Sniper site of 5 bucks for a $10 card. And whenever that $10 card drops to that 5 bucks, you get a notification on Discord, in an email, in a text message. Then you click the link, go snipe that card when it drops to that price, and then you're going to feel really good. But closing out the finance section, we move to Deck of the Week. And with Deck of the Week this week, this one was chosen with Danny in mind. I had no say in this deck. I have no idea what's going on in this deck. So, Matt, please read what this deck does. <laughs> this deck is brought to us by on MTG Goldfish. It's an interesting, ch- cheapish kind of deck to get in paper uh, with an interesting twist on one of the older cards. Uh, the main concept of this is to have the classic hero precinct one from Guilds of Ravnica. It is a white one two two human warrior that reads 
Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, create a 1-1 white human creature soldier token. So the whole thing with this is to have that out, and then you're casting all these big, awesome multicolored cards that typically you don't see getting played in standard a lot right now. And that's what makes it very interesting and intriguing to me. You have the likes of Bronze Hide Lion. Oh, this is a Naya deck, I want to say. So it's green, white, red. That's why I thought of Danny for this one, because Danny is a well-known Naya player. For Commander. So it has the new Bronze Hide Lion, well, well, newish Bronze Hide Lion from Theros Beyond Death, a white green 3 3 cat that when it dies return it to the battlefield it's an aura enchantment with the enchanted creature that controls it having green white enchant creature gains indestructible till end of turn and it loses all other abilities so that's one of the multicolored creatures that you're casting to making a one one human soldier creature token one of the other multicolored creatures that you're casting is tagic legion's end it is a white-red 1-3-2 human soldier with haste and mentor. Uh, mentor is when this creature attacks, you put a plus-one counter on another attacking creature with lesser power. And then Tajik reads, prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to other creatures Other creatures you control. And then it has white-red. Tajik gains first strike until end of turn. Another awesome mentor creature in here is Aurelia, Exemplar of Justice. White red two for a two five angel flying mentor. Begin of combat on your turn. Choose up to one target creature you control. Until end of turn, that creature gets plus two plus O, oh, gains trample if it's red, and gains vigilance if it's white. One of the newest creatures in here is Snap Decks, Apex of Predator. It's a two of. It is a black, white, red, one legendary dinosaur cat nightmare three five. With mutate of white white hybrid black red two, it has double strike, and when it mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls, and you gain four life. And since Matt can't read, it's apex of the hunt. What did I say? Predator. Pretty sure you said predator. I'm pretty sure I said predator too. Thank you for correcting me. No problem. Hey. The only things that you won't be able to mutate onto with this would be the hero. Precinct 1, and Tajik. And the tokens that the hero's been making. But Aurelia is an angel. Bronze-eyed lion's a cat. The next card, Rinia, angel of rebirth. Reads uh, white, green, red, 2 for a 5-4 angel. So it can be mutated. Flying, multicolored creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0. Whenever another multicolored creature you control dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So this is kind of a way to kind of keep getting back those mutate triggers off of that. It's also a way to use that, uh, you know, worthless buy a box promo. But yes, if you got the buy a box promos, this is the place to be putting them in. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is like, very rarely do you ever see anything centered around certain buy a box promos. And then it has Tristani Discordant, another one from Ravnica of White Green 3 for a 1 4 Dryad. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. When it enters the battlefield, you create two white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. Beginning of your end step, each player gains control of all other creatures they own. So it's just an anthem for all your creatures that you're going to be making with Hero of Precinct 1. Oh, this seems so good. Creature-wise, that's it for the creatures. You have Luca, Coppercoat, Outcast, and the Planeswalker slot as a way to be 
using those tokens and then getting the bigger things with Luca's Neg 2 ability. And this deck comes up to a price of $210, but it can easily be cut cut down, shaved down by removing a couple couple of the cards here. I think Luca could probably be cut out here for a cheaper slot, but Luca is definitely a super good powerhouse to be getting all these creatures and stuff out. But that'll save you 20 bucks. And then you could definitely go back on some of the lands here. Like they have a place at a sacred foundry and stomping ground and temple garden. And all those together are over a hundred dollars in just the land alone. But everything else in this deck is super budget. We will be posting the link to this deck down below. Asian Avenger did an amazing video on it. He will describe it a lot better than I will or any of us will because, I mean, he made this deck, but it looks super fun. And the fact that it's so close to being, like, in a reasonable price range, pretty interesting as well. Well, that closes off Deck of the Week. I think that means, I think that means we're done, guys. We've done another episode. Oh, oh no. Have. Oh, no. What, what episode do you mean number was it? Episode thirty. Five. I don't remember if you said it at the beginning. Oh, I said it. He did. He he had to come. He had to take a few take a few steps back and regain his footing and start over. And say, "Oh wait, this is episode thirty-five. It was after I introduced all of us. Yep. What a host we have. Making it work. Give us feedback if I am a if I'm a host that is doing good, or if I got to improve. Hit us up. We need that feedback. Just not by email. Yeah, send us an email. I'm doing a better job of looking at that like twice a week now. That's good. That's good. (laughs) We also have Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. We don't have an an Instagram yet. We might. We don't know yet. Maybe at some point in the future. Danny, that'll be your your job to be in charge of that. No, no. You look like an Instagrammer. That looks like JB. JB is an Instagrammer. Dude, I don't, I don't even know how that you, works. Even, even though he has a face for radio, <laughs> I JB, can barely JB is Facebook. all about Instagram. It's true, I don't JB. even know how Twitter works. You have a hard time with Facebook alone. You, 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 you ain't posting your stuff on there. You're making I these know. I'm sorry. You ain't sharing your thoughts on there. How are, I, how I need doing? to work on it. I've, I've been starting to get back into a brewing mood, so maybe I'll put something out there. There we go. But anyways, next week. This time. Listen to it. It's it it. Okay, that was horrible. Let's not do that yeah. ever again. Yeah, no. No more fake echo. <laughs> ah. We have computers, Matt, that do that. But is it as fun? But anyway. Bye. Bye. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at what, 5 a.m.? I have it going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on where's work schedule. No, no, no. Not when, we're go- not when they're going to bed. Because then we, yeah, could be we, the la- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep. Or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't One want the that. Way, either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make and them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Ooh.